Kia ora koto. this is James, producer and co-host of Mixed Bag. I'm just jumping in at the start of the episode to let you know that we had a couple of technical difficulties on this episode, but they are relatively minor. So, for the first eight minutes, um, I did not realise that we were recording off my fancy computer. So while it does have a good microphone, it doesn't have the best microphone, and it's picking me up the best because I was recording by it. Um, so some of the other voices might be a little bit quieter or sound somewhat underwater, but we get that fixed eight minutes in. Also, in addition, we had a couple of issues, and so sometimes it uh, caused the recording to make a horrible, loud technical sound, which I have thankfully cut out for all of you. Uh, but I may need to jump in and provide a bit of context as to what we were talking about. We didn't lose much, about 30 seconds or so. With all that in mind, uh, enjoy your wonderful trip to the chocolate factory with Charlie. Kia ora. Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar BAFTA or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora and welcome to Mixed Bag where we review the mixed, muddled, meh and mm, delicious chocolate films of film <laughs> history I'm James I'm Cassandra I'm Matt And we're welcoming a special guest for today's episode uh, So we are welcoming actor Drew MacArthur and friend of pod Slash previous appearance is when we did the uh, Apocalypse Songs promo uh, episode on right, the yeah. Oh, very true Technically second appearance in the feed, but first appearance on Mixed Bag yeah. Welcome to the show Hello Hello, hello <laughs> Awesome, oh, glad to have you here tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, A professional Yes, yeah. a voiceover artist as yeah. well yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. How are we all doing, team? It's nice. It's sunny. It's the weekend. It's nice yeah. Yeah. Good weather. Yeah. Perfect, perfect day to watch a movie and do a podcast. But before we get into that, should yeah. we talk about what else has been on our pop cultural radar? Absolutely. Pop, 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 pop corner. Cool. Okay. So what are some of the things that people have been taking in? Um, I've got a couple of things I can jump on in. Um, so I have uh, one book that I would like to shout out. Um, I've been reading uh, Burnham Wood by Eleanor Catton. Uh, oh, famous. Uh, classic New, Booker, Zeal Booker New Zealander. Winner. You know, classic New Zealander. Should we say Should we say Illuminary. Should we say famous whenever a famous person comes up? Like, oh, oh, famous. 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 Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a really good read. Uh, it's um, based around this kind of guerrilla activist gardening group called Burnham Wood, who are a series of kind of like leftist activists that try to reclaim unused space by like uh, growing kind of secret gardens there and then using it to like for, for food projects um, mixed with an American billionaire who is building a bunker in the South Island and is also scoping out some illegal uh Fine earth, like rare earth mineral uh, mining, mm -hmm. uh, and how these things kind of come together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, there's a quite a sort of a uh, lot of like thriller elements to it. It gets like twisty turny, um, but I think a thing that she does really fantastically is uh, she has this really big epic scale. She's got these really sweeping casts. Um, but she draws her characters so well. Like I think you get a really strong sense of the psychology of every character. Very like quickly in reading something from their perspective and she's able to the kind of 
way that she uh, takes us inside, inside the heads of each of these characters, um, each of them feels so lived in and like such an interesting perspective. You're sort of going from this character to this character, this character, this character. You know, sometimes you'll be the last two thirds of the book and there's somebody that we've never seen inside the head of before or we get a little scene from their perspective, which is, is really cool. Uh, and yeah, you really get a sense of the kind of variety of strange, interesting characters that are all tied up in this complicated mess of a, of a <laughs> situation. Um, and yeah, I, I would say, it, don't, no spoilers, uh, have a read of it. But yeah, it's definitely a lot more uh, easy to get into than the luminaries if you have one of the people that received the luminaries for Christmas and never read it, which uh, a lot of people I know are. Um, this one, because it's set in a modern day setting, uh, I think it's a lot easier to kind of, yeah, jump in. Um, I probably think, yeah, the luminaries I think is slightly bigger in terms of its scope. scope. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I also really like that one as well, but I think it definitely took me a little longer to, to jump into it, whereas this one I was like, okay, I get where we are from page one. Um, but yeah, I, w I would recommend checking it out, particularly if you're a fan of Eleanor Cadden's other fiction. Well, I'm glad Eleanor Cadden is still working. Our other Booker Prize winner never wrote another book. Yeah. Kerry Hume, oh. The Bone People. I mean, if you yeah, write The died. Bone People, then you can kind of shelve her, <laughs> you're right? Just like, oh, I'm done yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, no, Eleanor. I mean, I think she also uh, famously sponsors a particular scholarship for writers to just go away for a year and not do any writing and just read books. Which honestly, oh, I'm wow. for her. Uh, I so, love yeah. that. That's great. Yeah, That's you great. can apply she for it. Where like, is you it? You don't have to do any work. And I'm like, thank you, Eleanor. She gets thank it. you. <laughs> yeah. Need that downtime. Woman yeah. of the people. Really, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, and secondly, uh, James and I have been watching a television show mm. called The Devil's Plan, which we finished it. last have night. It? No, I don't think we. I, I waited until we were done. Yeah. Um, okay. This is fantastic. Drew looks flabbergasted. Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard of it in my life. <laughs> this is a Netflix show. Uh, it's a okay. Korean reality television program. We've got twelve people, all of them extremely smart. They mm. go from like a professional orthopedist to a like science communicator. Travel YouTuber. Yeah, but well, even the people that are like actor. So extremely smart. Yeah, no, but he's smart. Even the people that are like actor for their job are also like, oh, but I do have a degree in math from MIT. Yeah, I just pivoted to being sure. an actor. So like they yeah. also are very smart as well. Okay. Um, so they've all got, you know, like various credentials. They are like sequestered in a house as is typical with the reality shows. Uh, and they have to play two games per day. Hmm. So the first one is like a very complicated competitive game of some kind. And each of these, like the game is set out uh, and explained at the moment that they started. So they're yes. not like the same game each time. It's like a totally different game By each time. By a mysterious masked figure yes. known as the devil. Mm. Yeah, from who just tells them stuff from the screen. Yeah. And the rules take 15 to 20 minutes to explain. They are so <laughs> complicated. It's like, it is like it's like a version so of intense. werewolf, but it's like virus themed. So yeah. like if you get it's infected, like it's werewolf. virus themed. Yeah. yeah. So like if you get infected with the the virus, the strain, <laughs> then it will slowly spread yeah, it's like to the people. Like a terrorist, like biological warfare themed version of werewolf. Yeah. Is that's the first game? That's probably one of the more simple ones it's for the to understand. Era. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've got one yeah competitive game, and then they also have a cooperative game afterwards. We have to work together to earn money for the prize pot. Um, right. And so you have also got these things called pieces, which are like giant 
gold like diamond things. Yeah, with like slight indentations. With indentations on them, on them. Um, and you're trying to earn those. And if you get to zero pieces at any point in the game, you are out. Yeah. But there's no like weekly elimination. Wait, how do you how do you get zero pieces? Uh, generally, the rules of the game will or result. The, like in if you play poorly in the game, then you yeah, will be like, oh, if you end up you. this game with less right. than four points, then you'll get negative one piece, and, or and less than do, two points, you'll get negative two pieces. What do they win from the competitive game? Uh, at the, so the competitive game, you win pieces basically. Uh, Okay. And then say you get no to more, the end of it, less. and then you know the, the final winner wins <laughs> mm. all the money from the prize pot. And if you do poorly in a game, but don't lose all your pieces, you typically go to prison. Yes, uh, the two of, of two, like of the people that have got the lowest number of pieces, the person with the highest number of pieces sends two of them to prison overnight, <laughs> so they don't get to be in the, com- the collaborative game. Mm. And they also like are given like bread and milk <laughs> to like oh, have for yeah. their dinner. Oh, They're in like a this underground cavernish prison cell, but then there are surprises within the prison cell. There are yeah. more puzzles to solve, oh, more ways to get out. And it has that survivor element of like, yeah. you know, if you're in prison, then you don't get to network with as many people, yeah. but maybe you form a close bond with your co-prisoner. Yeah, but cool. We're jumping back in with the microphone working this time. Yes, we've noticeably the better blue audio. Yeti is now working. Um, anyway, what I was just saying is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of unexpected opportunities for alliances and different kind of methodologies of working together because it's not one person has to go home every time. Mm. It's, um, you know, there is one player whose whole strategy is like, let's try to keep as many people in as possible for as late as possible in the game, mm. um, which really changes the way that things kind of play out. Um, it also means that you get to know the people a lot longer in the game. Uh, you sort of get to know yeah. them personally because uh, you get to spend like, you know, eight episodes with most of them, um, which is really cool. Yeah, I would strongly, if you particularly if you're a fan of like board games, uh, if you're a fan of like, yeah, generally Korean reality TV, yeah. uh, would say check it out. It's when really you fun. said ex- it takes like fifteen minutes to explain, as like it's a board game. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Game. It's it's like board games that involve. <laughs> it'll be things like oh, it's like go, but you have to play it blind. Like And it's um, yeah. it's impressive to see people really talented at these games. Like yes. just like operate at the top of their intelligence in terms of their maths, yeah. in terms of their strategy. There's a there's an episode, like, one of the close-to-the-end challenges uh, where somebody just remarks that they've been playing this really complicated mathematics poker-related game mm. for seven hours, like, and they're still playing it. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. that is honestly mind-boggling to me. Like, mm-hmm. that's, oh my god, how are you still making interesting equations yeah. up? Like, that's just yeah. crazy. And there's different philosophies of each contestant, like, one of them called Orbit is, like, really trying to make sure that nobody gets eliminated, that yeah. they all stay bonded saying. together sorry yeah and then like some people are more cutthroat but you spend a lot a lot of time with the characters and um uh yeah the connections and allyships yeah anyway, it's great fun mm-hmm. cool uh great i'll jump in next um i saw a uh, a film in the cinema which is now available for you on netflix this came out on the 10th of december which at the time of recording hasn't come up but when oh, we're yeah. dropping it so we're banking episodes big yes. spoiler uh, <laughs> we're going overseas so um yeah this yeah. is yeah, a, a november recording um, but yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah matt's coming to our honeymoon so he is going overseas <laughs> yeah um yeah but this is uh, david finch's the killer which is available on netflix now um if you do see it if you haven't seen it already i highly recommend like 
you know closing the curtains and really spending it like as a movie night because um fincher obviously puts a lot of detail yeah. uh and work into it. like he's a very uh, meticulous filmmaker um and it's not one that you kind of want to be like browsing on your phone kind of while you're watching it um sure. i just love when you said it and you said david fincher's the killer yeah and i wish that was the title oh so good yeah 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 david fincher is the killer yeah exactly. yeah true watch out spoilers yeah he's gonna get um, you well he's a certified sicker you know like he, he has, is a sicko he's a sick he's boy. made many like messed up films and this is no different and issues. with many messed up people yes yeah yeah for sure and um shout out to kevin spacey yeah yeah, yeah. Um, rubs off. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this actor in this film is Michael Fassbender, who has no problems at all. Oh God! Um, <laughs> uh, um, which uh, yeah, so he is playing a unnamed hitman, um, and it is kind of it's kind of like a commentary on Finch's own meticulousness because he this hitman figure uh, killer is uh, meticulous at killing people, um, and it's basically like yeah. a fun kind of uh, exploration of his kind of. Uh, um, approach uh, to his job and uh, how it slowly kind of goes awry and it's kind of playing with that kind of one last job kind of um, uh, vibe. Yeah, and there's a great many um, wonderful set pieces and, you know, some great stars. Tilda Swinton shows up in there as well. Um, Legend. Yeah. And I really recommend checking him out. It's not my favourite kind of Fincher, but it's really great to see him back um, and operating. After mm. Mank, you can just go up. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't mind Mank. Though honestly, I I've not seen Mank, but the name is very Mank. funny to me. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried and Mank was good. I love David Fincher, but it's boring, bitch. It was like, so boring. It was no, his, thank. It was Mank. his father's so passion. You know, his yeah. father wanted to make it. And you know why? Oh. That's why it was never made. It sounds like the killer Mank. would do well in the devil's plan. Yeah, I mean, if he's mm. yeah, honestly, he would be yeah. he would be up there, yeah. like, beating those challenges. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of Fincher films kind of grow on me, so I'm planning on giving a, another rewatch. Um, also, with rewatches, I this morning uh, wanted to rewatch Gone Girl. Oh, um, one of his best. Because yeah. I I saw like I can't remember on X Twitter whatever um, it was linked to the the Cool Girl monologue. Yeah, yeah. the Cool Girl and monologue. And I rewatched that. Uh, iconic. And rewatching that, I was like. Oh, I really need to rewatch this because it's I don't so remember good. half of it, and it, it was is, just such a slam dunk. It's the darkest of pitch dark comedies. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, that's the thing. It is a total comedy. It's so funny. Like you're going into it being like, "This is gonna be a thriller," and I'm like, "No, it's yeah, pitch dark comedy is is it." And it's so great to see Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike just like have a blast especially Rosamund who I don't think has ever had as yeah. good a role well no. Rosamund has always been the like you know she was in an education mm. in like Pride and Prejudice and I hear this, Saltburn she's got a fun role yeah, coming up but this was really her coming out party you know yeah. like this is welcome to the world and I don't know like I I love Gone Girl like the score is incredible mm. the the cast the supporting cast Carrie Coon Kim Dickens Ceela Ward, Tyler Perry, M- Missy Pyle, yeah. Casey Wilson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Casey Wilson is the neighbor. Oh, mm-hmm. It's incredible. Scoot McNary. Oh, what a stacked cast! <laughs> Especially when you think it's just you know Amy and yeah. what's his face done. Nick, Nick, Nick done. Yeah, um, and also. One Halloween, I dressed up as the missing poster. Oh, I remember this. Amy, that's good. When he smiles in front it's, of a missing poster. It's so poster, funny. It's <laughs> the most gut-wrenching, like, what are you doing, bro? Also, one of the best taglines of all time, 
divorce American style. Like mm. it's mm. a playing on marriage Italian style oh, from the sixties oh. or divorce Italian style. Yeah, one for yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and I'm uh, reading the book because I've heard great things oh, as well. Oh, it's so, a fun um, book. Yeah, you can even from the first couple of pages, you're like. Fincher just as like lifting passages and putting it in the character's mouth because like why mm. wouldn't you? Um, mm. uh, yeah, and then finally I'd like to shout out tied in with those films. Um, I've been really enjoying the scores of um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. He does a lot of these films. So a new yeah. run has come out of The Killer. Uh, I really like the Gone Girl um, uh, score of mm-hmm. them. That's incredible. As well as like um, Social Network, obviously, and mm-hmm. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, yeah, it's just really fun. Don't put these on. Some... Like he's in the shower. He's got like hand what? covers, bruise going. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 we do, love do, it. Do, 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 do. You know, like it's good writing music, right? Yeah. And this is how you become a Nine Inch Nails fan. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I. I really, really enjoy listening to those around the place and just kind of, like, you feel powerful when you're walking around, right? Like, <laughs> he also did the Watchmen um, soundtrack, yeah. the recent oh, TV, the show TV show with Damon Lindelof, yeah. mm. and, like, there's some tracks that drop, although also they do have, like, the extremely intense, like, um, like you must be wary of this TV show that's showing in the film. He did Soul, they did Soul as well, eh? Yeah, I haven't listened to the Soul one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think his scores to me are like digital malaise, like that's kind of how it is. It's like Hmm. industrial and like electronic and it's like, yeah. Yeah. The the social network score is like one of the best of all Mm. time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a bunch of scores that I really enjoy. Um, Daniel Pemberton as well, and uh, who did Steve Jobs and Mm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. But like, yeah really get into if you aren't listening to film soundtracks and scores why not kia ora just james jumping in here to bridge this segue put in a little bit of a soundtrack music behind me uh, after this matt started talking about Dua Lipa. we'll pick it up from him follow-up single to her pandemic-defining album, Future Nostalgia, mm. um, Houdini, uh, yesterday. And guess what? Heifer, you did it again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Parker from Tame Impala is the producer. <laughs> I love you. I worship you. Honestly, it's a, it's a banger. I hope, I hope this is a... It's like a good progression of her sound. Um, Future Nostalgia, again, talk about a coming-out party. She kind of exploded into a world pop star um, after that album, and it got me through some tough times during during the pandemic. That was my like little burst of joy uh, during that time. Um, I also saw Bright Eyes in in uh, oh, yeah. Wellington a couple of days ago. Iconic two thousands um, alternative band. Honestly, a gig I will never forget because Connor burst is uh was drunk (laughs) in a endearing way (laughs) um he had everyone in the palm of his hands um and it was great because it was this was the last stop on their world tour so that makes sense yeah (laughs) it's the end of the tour energy we got more perks uh, as well (laughs) they played more songs for us which is which is nice um and it's it's i to me i'm always a proponent of just if they play in your city just see them because like mm. when are you gonna get the chance like mm. um so that was nice um i loved hearing the the um music that i grew up listening to especially the the cuts from um it's wide awake i'm wide awake it's morning oh my god 
God. <laughs> fake fan. <laughs> fake fan. Fake fan. Yeah. Fake fan. Um, uh, and also other things in music. I also watched the live stream of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony last week. Incredible performances. Um, yeah, I talk about it all the time. But uh, also today, the Grammy nominations came out. Uh, famously, the least important of the EGOT. Because there's a million of them. <laughs> but, you know, I love it when Maybe my... Maybe the f- most important letter, though. Because it would just the, be uh, yacht, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. The oh. G is important. Toe. Oh. Tony, um, Oscar, yeah. Emmy. Toe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, like, now it would be called the goat, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the goat. Yeah. One of the funny things about the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony um, is in Shaka Khan's induction package... They got new footage of Joni Mitchell, who is famously... She is famous. Famous. Yeah, but reclusive. Shout out Joni, my sister, my mother, um, Queen of Canada. Is Uh, she on the mother Rock Mount Rushmore? No, not quite. (laughs) quite. Um, Okay. But uh, she called Shaka Khan the goat, which tickled me because I'm like, who told her what a goat I love Joni Mitchell having modern slang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um, the Grammy nominations came out and I just hope Lana Del Rey is in my mother, Mount Rushmore yes. and she's never won a Grammy and she scored five nominations, including album of the year. So hopefully this is her year. That's all I'm praying for. Um, if you want to talk to me about more music stuff, you know where to find me on Letterboxd where I talked about movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess is that's there it. like a music yeah. social media that you can kind of... Really? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Spotify should get on that. I don't ability to really like chat to, with each other. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it makes as much sense as Litterbox does. Yeah. I guess so. like an I album think, reviewing. Like thing, I go I to guess. certain subreddits on Reddit mm. to kind of discuss music. Mm. Yeah, but it's not the same as like a. I don't it's, know. It's yeah. not like yeah, quite like rating albums. Mm. Huh. I mean, careful what you TM, wish TM, for. Yeah, yeah. 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 because I think I think music discourse is. Toxic enough. (laughs) Talk about social media, the social network. Uh, An idea just formed. Drop the the. (laughs) We're ranking songs against each other. This is our drop the the. Yeah. Um, I mean, just any of those being overrun with Swifties. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, so, like, lopsided. You You have some Swifties. No, I don't know. We're not Swifties. It's not that I'm against Taylor Swift. I'm just saying those. Fans are intense. Oh yeah, yeah. they're oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, James is a big Swifty. I don't know if I'm a full-on Swifty. I like Taylor Swift, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, different thing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it'll be different. It'll be so lopsided, just in terms mm. of how many fans you have, mm. <laughs> like mm. regardless of of quality. But yeah, that's me. Right. Drew. All right, pop corner. Um, so the thing that I've been binging this week is Star Trek Lower Decks. I hear that's really good. Yeah, and so I'm not like a massive Mm. Star Trek person, um, but I was first introduced to the show by the fact that it's got a bunch of my favourite comedians in it. Mm. Um, It's an animated show set in, um, obviously, in the Star Trek world around the time that, in the timeline that uh, the original series was. Mm. Um, And it's just really funny it's funny it's silly it's not taking itself seriously um every sort of la alt comedian you could Mm. ask for is in it i love that you know um it's led by tony newsom um who's a wonderful comedian and 
Yeah, I just I I just watched it all so quickly. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, 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 Bezos. And so, is it like they they go on missions and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so the whole concept of it is well, initially anyway, is that they are the lower decks. Mm. Right. They're not the captain. They're not yeah. the the main first officer. Oh, cool, cool. They are sort of the also rans. The grunt workers. Yeah. yeah. I heard about this from, so when I was over at PAX in Australia, um, there was a person who like won an award, like there was a a big, a lot of awards going to the video game version of Star Trek Lower Decks. There's like a mobile game, which is like a narrative mobile game. And it was, I heard some talks from the person that was about it and it was about trying to translate this humor of that show Mm. into, yeah, like a game format and like about how to do comedic game writing in a way that's not formulaic and also is so you've got this amount of space to fill any sort of lines it was really Mm. really interesting talk so that's where i'd heard about it let's do that this is the first time i've heard of it yeah i'm not a tricky well again i haven't heard of it either that that but that i would probably watch that no who else is in it um so uh, do you know jerry o'connell Oh, I know, yeah, Joe Connell. From Stand, Stand By, by Me. Me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's the first officer character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's goofy. Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid's oh, sure. son. Yeah. And Meg Ryan, obviously. He is. Never forget. Um, <laughs> and then and then people pop up like um, Paul Shear and yes. um, Paul F. Tompkins oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Paul's. Yeah. Famously. Yeah, so so people like that pop mm, up. Lauren yeah. Lapkus pops up oh, occasionally. Cool. Yeah. Jessica McKenna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the funny-faced people. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 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 Just animation. everyone sort of in that sphere. In that universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's really fun. It's really easy to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, fun. it doesn't demand much of you. Nice. It's just fun. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Did you yeah. have anything else to share? I mean, well, I'm not going to get into my obsession with Real Housewives, but um, <gasps> which which franchise? All of them. All of them. Which one's your favorite? Uh, currently, it's Salt Lake City. How many? Oh, are, yes. How many are running? Is it like three? There's four? a few. So there's as the... in currently airing right now. Well, yeah. like yeah, how there's many franchises? There's Brony, which is New York, which they've just rebooted the cast. I haven't received the new terrible season. season. Really? Oh, oh my god! So boring. Um, I'm not a big housewife person, but sometimes I watch episodes well, of the iconic fights. I just listened stuff. to Lars Kotcheristas, and they're always talking about. Real well, there you go. Well, for the uh, talking of the rich and famous that are maybe potentially out of touch, should we get to our <laughs> feature presentation? <laughs> what a segue! Feature presentation. Right. One of your better ones, I have to say. What's yeah. that? One of your better ones. I know. Well, the thing is, if I just sit back and I go, ah, perfect segue, then I can just jump yeah. in at the tail end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Drew, you suggested this movie for the podcast. I did. What made you bring Charlie and the Chocolate Factory 2006? Five? 2005? Yeah. 2005? Yeah. Yeah. To the pot. Well... It was the first film I watched where I became obsessed with how films were made. Mm. So mm. I was seven, six or seven when the film came out. Same. No, <laughs> you were not. <laughs> and I wanted to know everything about it. I think partly it was because there were kids in it that were mm. yeah. sort of yeah. my age, so I could yeah. see myself in the film. Mm. Um. 
but I wanted to know how the the chocolate factory was made, mm. how how the kids got involved in the film, like everything about it I wanted to know. So I remember I, I saw it in the cinema and then I remember purchased the soundtrack and DVD, uh, which was in a great deal from the warehouse. Um, yeah, and I I was obsessed with it, playing that Danny Elfman score mm. constantly. Mm-hmm finding out everything about how the film was made as much as I could find out. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the combination of it being a story I already knew, it having people my age in it, mm. and also discovering initially, oh, they put that camera there and they did that thing. And so it, like finding out about the artifice of cinema yeah. I think was that was my first sort of um, exposure to that now whether or not it's a good exposure to it <laughs> is yeah. another question do you but, remember having yeah. seen any like Tim Burton films before or I doubt it mm. I doubt mm. it I, I mean I was seven yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah so yeah. also at that point you're not thinking about the director you're just no. you're just like yeah. yeah but that yeah. was the thing i was starting to like yeah. Yeah. like it's the first point we were like i've heard that somebody made this yes and this someone the made this and yeah. these people are pretending yeah. and they're doing mm. x y and z and yeah good old tim stocked the um the dvd extras with some good stuff then yeah oh yeah yeah Oh yeah, lots of lots of confectionery related. Oh yeah, God. and like you were saying, how they did like the Veruca Salt sequence with yeah. the squirrels. Oh, yeah, wow. real squirrels that they trained. I miss and then that. added, <laughs> added the um the DVDs with the games as well. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, Shrek Two. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I think there was some games on that DVD too. Mm. I would be surprised. And we've done the Shrek Two. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right in this living room. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how about the rest of us? What yeah. is uh, true with this movie? Uh, so I'll jump in. Uh, so I was watching this movie and I was like, you know, I remember so much more of this than I thought mm. that I did. And I was thinking about like, why do I remember so many like lines from this film? Because my memory of this is that I saw it in the cinema and wasn't super into it, didn't really like it that mm-hmm. much um, because I was a fan of the 70s one and, you know, I was definitely my, my attitude as a child was always that any new versions of anything was always worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I was a real purist as a child. Um, and so I definitely came in with that attitude. Didn't like any sort of changes. And I realized what it was is that uh, my best friend Ruth in high school. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Um, who was a big Johnny Depp fangirl. I'm sure that has changed in the years since. Uh, we, we don't know. I'm sure has. Um, but yeah, she would quote this film incessantly. She right. would do like the voice and she would do impressions of oh the, oh, wow. the Charlie Chocolate Factory voice. Oh. And so I'm hearing it and I'm like, oh, that, these are all lines from this film, which I remember her quoting and doing bits from. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, sort of absorbed all of those and the way that I think particularly like 13, 14 year old humour yeah. is just you quote Quoting? from films yeah. at each other yeah. and you all yeah. laugh about like yeah. oh that's from a film and there's no you don't um, add anything or yeah. period did she just, have a go to character she would pull out not like like like, like, like um, Willy Wonka well, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. yeah Anchorman was peak quoting oh man I saw Anchorman for the first time <laughs> Step Brothers so, mm. side, as a side note I didn't see Anchorman until I was like 16 or something like I hadn't but lots of my friends had seen yeah. it and it was such a like oh my god that one friend I had that I thought was super funny is just to make a I was like oh she's not just like so funny and random these are just things from Anchorman it is crazy those kids yeah. who are like naturally funny from that age and you look back and you're like 
That dude was funny. Yeah, like, yeah. That was, just, it was one of the best observations in the TV show Pen Fifteen. Oh, it's where so she just good. Does, like, Pen Fifteen is yeah. like, and yeah, she's, like oh. and everybody thinks it's hilarious, and it's just her like getting up in front of the classroom to do her Ace Ventura impressions, yeah. and yeah. you're like, this is so cringe. It's exactly what you do at that age. Exactly. Now you and Ruth, I just picture you doing the Veruca and the Violet being like. Let's be friends. Best friends. Best friends. But again, a line I recall. Like, Same, so I, many parts yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, so somehow this is in my memory, even though I thought that I was a, a 1970s Willy Wonka girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll continue with you guys. What did you have with your previous experience of this film? Yeah, I mean, my parents showed me the 1970s version, um, and it kind of imprinted on me, and that's the kind of one that's kind of iconic in my mind. And so I remember seeing this one and being like, huh, not my Willy Wonka! Yeah. Uh, you know, walking out. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of um, Tim Burton films kind of growing up, and was a big, big Johnny Depp fan back in the day. Um I'm so yeah. clip that. I'm gonna clip that and be like, a big John Cancel. Hashtag cancelled. I said was. Yeah. Um, no, but I think there was plenty of people like that. It was a very yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, versatile actor that made choices and um yeah, this performance is definitely a choice. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, and this is prime time John. This is yeah, yeah. peak this of his yeah, peak post. of his fame. This is yeah. Imperial Face. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. Imperial Face. Well, yeah. yeah. And then the studios were like, okay, whatever, because they this were so yeah. they were yeah. so weary of Jack Sparrow and then it totally killed. And so yeah. they were like, do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. You're on some some stuff. Um but yes. No, don't doubt it. Yeah, don't definitely was on a lot of stuff. But yeah. Um look like I think this was my... Wait. What is that? I think it's just somebody mowing their lawn. Is that the glass elevator I see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realised that this... I think this was the iconic Charlie and the Chocolate right. Factory for me. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. you sort of grow up with. Because, well, I read the book, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume we all did. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the way they described the factory to me was very fantastical in my head mm-hmm. mm. so when i saw the 70s version as a child i wasn't that discerning it i was just like this is fine but mm. the, it just didn't it seemed like rooms and gadgets whereas yeah, this, i love rooms and gadgets i know <laughs> but to me when i saw this i was like it's larger than life it's disneyland there's a mountain mm. inside it's the factory huge. Yeah. yeah so like when i saw this i was like this so, like, in my head, this is, like, better than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, you know, if that's still the case. But um, in my head, this was, like, a good... Well, no, I wouldn't say a good movie. Because, like, it's its reputation, and especially, like, the Johnny Depp and Tim Burton repetition um, mm-hmm. cycle. <laughs> you know, re- wash, rinse, repeat after this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of diluted the power of this movie in my head. But mm-hmm. I remember really enjoying this as a kid. Because it just, it just like, brought to life my like vision of what Wonka like it should have a name the factory should have a name it should be Wonka Land or something yeah mm. like of Wonka Land in my head so I uh, and it was like pops of color the um yeah I I really enjoyed this as a kid but also um yeah I don't know like I knew kind of that it wasn't I also was aware of its reputation I I definitely think that Gene Wilder was better than the film in my head, the, the first mm, one. Right. Whereas this was, the factory was better in this one. Right. Um, yeah. But before we got hit by technical difficulties, I started to bring up this film that just got shelved called Acme versus Coyote or something. Oh. I don't know. Apparently, David Zaslav, this like super villain, 
of Warner Brothers mm-hmm. um, shelved this movie with John Cena and um, other people that got high ratings and test ratings, um, got favorable audience reviews, and just as a tax write-off. Wait, when? Like, like literally yesterday. Oh, okay. it's it's kind of like like a new take on like who framed Roger Rabbit. So it's kind of like the Acme Corporation, right? Right. Like in those Looney Tunes yeah, characters. Yeah, like Roadrunner and. And it's kind of a courtroom yeah. drama. Uh, Why are we bringing this up? What? So, <laughs> what? Wait, it's a courtroom drama. It's You're got, like, okay, move over, Charlie the Chocolate. <laughs> We're going to talk about Acme no, versus what? No, it's got Coyote. nothing to do with it. John Cena in a courtroom I drama. Love, I feel like I had a stroke. Fuck David Zaslav. It's not a drama, but I started to bring it up, and then we got technical. Yeah, then we started okay. talking yeah, about that. Why were you talking about this in the first place? What has this got to do with anything? We were talking about, like, DVDs? DVD extra. And how you were, we were missing out on that, and I was and you're gonna like, no one else we're missing out on. No, yeah, exactly. That was the train of thought. That, Come with you me. Don't, you Come don't have to take us all on your on your journey. It's like, listener, you missed out on a world of context, but we're just gonna go there and see what happens. Just not go even, with it. not even oh. Batgirl. Just like, go with it. No. Oh, fuck, fuck Batgirl. Honestly. Well, that got cancelled too. I don't know. But. This okay. one, this one, <laughs> I had no logic right. to it. Whereas Batgirl probably was bad. Um, anyways, that was my history <laughs> with Coyote versus Acme and Charlie in the Chocolate uh, Factory. Sh- should we get back on track? <laughs> yeah. I was like, they sheltered in 2005? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah, I just forgot to mention that. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, okay, okay. I know that feeling. <laughs> okay, well, it's now time to... Uh, we've, we've kind of discussed our personal history with it, but what actually happens in this dang movie? It's my turn to to give a little bit of a summary of this particular version of Chinese yes. Chocolate Factory. And because um, we've had technical difficulties... You're going to have to tell me. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to give me the timers. I'm going to give you your markers. Um, and you're I'm just going to have to it. pretend that wonderful... Uh, music is going in the background. Okay. It will for you, though, listener. And movie in a minute, starting from now. Charlie Bucket is really poor. He has four grandparents that all share one bed together and never leave the bed. Uh, he really likes Willy Wonka's chocolate. Willy Wonka runs a big chocolate factory that... Uh, hit- Charlie's grandpa Joe used to be employed in. Uh, Willy Wonka says, I'm going to give five golden tickets to random children. They're going to get tickets and they're going to come and visit my factory. Charlie wants to get one, but he doesn't get rich chocolate. He finds that four other children who are all spoiled and horrible in different ways uh, have all gotten these uh, tickets. And then he finally magically gets one. He gets to go to the factory and have a tour around. But each of those children do something terrible and they get sucked into a chocolate pipe, turned into a giant blueberry, uh, thrown down a trash incinerated by uh, squirrels um, and shrunk with a shrinking ray. Uh, but Charlie doesn't do anything bad, so he gets given the factory as a result. But he doesn't want it unless he can hang out with seconds. his family. So Willy Wonka has to repair his relationship with his father, Christopher Lee, who was a dentist that hated chocolate. Um, and then they get together again, and it's fine. And Charlie and his family move to the chocolate factory, and he takes over the factory, I guess. Three seconds. Yeah, seconds. that's basically it, seconds. I think. Yeah. <laughs> wow, one of our shortest movies in a minute. Yeah. Movie in a minute summaries. It's pretty so straightforward, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A few, I mean, you know. You know it. Yeah, we know and exactly. we love. You've read the book. Yes. And if you watched the movie, one of them at least. Yeah. 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 Is there another? Well, there's another. There's another reason why we're bringing up this movie, which yes. I forgot to talk about. Oh, well, obviously, course, we decided yeah. to do this because Drew suggested it, but yes. yeah. we've chosen this particular scheduling because <laughs> we wanted. We thought this would be excellent counter programming to the uh, or companion programming, yeah, complementary yes. programming <laughs> even to Wonka, which right. I believe when this comes out will be in cinemas. 
Sometime. Now Sometime. Soon maybe. Yeah, time, yeah, I think yeah. it's coming out early mm-hmm. December. This is dropping like late November. So oh. Same day. Oh, I thought it was coming out on so. Christmas. Oh, is it Christmas Day? I might have made that up. Who knows? Tis well, the season. Yeah. Either way, Timothée Chalamet is coming to us. And oh, it looks soon. so bad. It looks terrible. Yeah. Every time I, I see the I trailer. I hate seeing the trailer. Like see, it stresses I, me out. Oh my I would God. push back on this because I first th- thought the first trailer could be charming. Like I was You like, said this, maybe. but I didn't believe it at the time. You were like, Cass, come and look at this trailer. And I said, oh, I don't, <laughs> oh, no. It's but just, then the more I've seen of it, the second trailer, I was like, oh, no, this looks... Um, it doesn't entice more. me to watch the movie. I just, nobody wanted this... Nobody wanted to know this. Like yeah. nobody was like, I'm I'm itching for a Wonka backstory. I need to hear the prelude of what happened it's before unusual, the factory. Like, I mean, no with, one wanted that. With Paddington, they picked a character that is canonically quite wholesome. I hate Paddington. Yeah, sure. well, the character. Yes. Famously, you hate character Paddington. And Those I bring films this up. Are so good though. They're really good. They are good. I can admit that, but he stresses me out. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss this. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, talking of other people that probably stress people out but he is not he is not wholesome as is, is Wonka like Wonka mm. is a oh, yes yeah. he is very is stressful a, yeah. actually yeah, he's a stressful character from the jump so for the director to jump in and be like this is my next one and maybe the stress to, is what he likes it's not the wholesomeness yeah. not the stress <laughs> yeah, <that's what> <laughs> retroactively just be like no no this guy's lovely he just cares about the chocolate it's, um, and you're like no well, I, I mean also the film that we're talking about today yes has a bunch of backstory about Wonka that yes. was not in the book and is, which in theory well, Timmy Chalamet well. is going to be also doing yeah. <laughs> yeah I just really hope is it in the same chronology though no, I don't know no, surely yeah he's, hope... wait, Timmy's wearing the purple vest so it's oh, not so he grows up to mm. Gene Wilder yeah, yeah, I yeah. see oh. yeah. and so I mean if you know anything about Dune and where his character goes to there I hope we have a similar thing with um, with Wonka where he turns he becomes his worst enemy I mean, wow, spoilers for Dune. No. <laughs> there's a whole second movie coming out. Ken. Yeah. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of Link in there too. We haven't seen that film, but yeah. um, curious to know how it goes. You never so, know. We look, could edit this and come back and be like, actually, we saw Wonka and it was a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Look, the strike is over. We can promote Wonka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that we've talked about the uh, the plot, it's time to talk about the hot with our <laughs> scintillating um, section of every time hot butter sizzle sizzle. I got mine. Not a lot of not choice. a lot of options. Oh, this you, is uh, a deeply you are blind to the handsome, kind, poverty-stricken man <laughs> who is Noah Taylor. Yeah, I was going to say was, Noah Taylor. Yeah. I thought he looked. Really, dishy. it was between Noah and, and Helena. Helena. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're all wrong, Missy Pyle. Oh, oh sure. yeah. uh, she's Missy got Pyle. she's got some aggressive makeup. <laughs> 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 Missy like gives me crazy energy, yeah, but also crazy in bed energy. So <laughs> you know, and the but, fuck Mary kill. She's maybe the fuck and yeah. Lisa Mary. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. mine's probably Helena. I'm gonna say Helena, Helena looks nice. You know, she's got nothing to do here. Nothing but, you know, to do. She's poverty she looks chic. She's like she's poverty she's chic. She's got a glow to she, her. She's yeah. got poverty cosplay, but she doesn't have the grime. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Noah had like this jersey when he was outside when they were hanging up their dirty, I... sodden washing, and he looked really like. Like, yeah. nice and cuddly. I also, I'm just like, Noah's the breadwinner. Noah was robbed of a chocolate factory. I know. Visit. He we can talk clearly about should have gone to the factory, we can talk but it's about fine. It. Oh, we'll come Grandpa back to Joe getting the bin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> congratulations uh, to congratulations those people. Congratulations, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. So let's talk about maybe one of the most relevant times this section has been. Oh, yeah. The titular role. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. I always want to jump into the bottles. No, it is the titular role. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No. Yeah, so obviously famously in the 70s, they changed it from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book, to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And mm-hmm. here it is a return back to the original title of the book. Yeah. Mm. I mean, for, for fans of alliteration out there, mm. you won this round. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it makes sense like there were definitely certain choices that were made to try to be like oh let's adhere more closely to things that happen in the book like the songs or being just straight like verbatim bits from the book Mm -hmm. um the squirrels instead of the the golden geese um things like that but also you know we sort of talked about charlie is not a hugely yeah. big character in this. Like, you yeah. know, he's very, he's very dull. Like, yeah. Well, as a kid, I've always wondered why it was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And when this was this came out, I was like, yeah, Charlie. It just makes sense. It sounds good. It's the book title. Mm. But the problem is, Charlie, where are you at, girl? Like... Yeah. Yeah. In this film, like compared, especially compared mm. to the to the original, yeah, film. there's like... not that conflict. Yeah, mm. you know, of him making a mistake, he just yeah. kind of is good the whole time. Or just mm. getting to know him, like especially in, we'll talk about this more in a bit, but when we go into the factory. Yeah, it shifts. Mm. It really yeah. as soon I mean, as good... as soon as Willy Wonka enters the picture, mm. basically, yeah. it is just the Willy his Wonka show, show. Yeah. and and also his like factory as well. Not yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, what it represents. But yeah, the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, oh yeah, kind of more with the family as opposed to Charlie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he totally disappears. Mm. Yeah, because I think also in the first film we spend so much more time pre-factory than this film. Yeah, though we do spend quite a lot of pre-factory time here as well. I don't think so, because when they do the the winners, it's like in quick succession. They're in and out. I don't know about that. We we spent time with Augustus, with his dad, making sausages. They spend way more time. They do spend way more time. I'm going to look at what the um, the length running time is of both of them. In the 70s. So they had all their own section of like, this person won the first one. This person won the second ticket. Yeah. This person. Mm. Whereas here, it was like he won the first one. He's he's got an interview. She's won the second one. She's got. It's kind right. of just like one big section of all the winners. Uh-huh. Whereas they kind of like go through more time of like. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's more, you know more time songs, passing. There's see, more sort of yeah. More I, kind of like antics of of like. Like uh, ticket finding like yeah which is interesting because yeah i feel like there is a lot more i think it is i guess like both the that part and the factory part feel shorter yeah in this film mm. um and i think it is because there is this additional third act of well i don't know if third act is well, quite th- high structure right? but the, storyline wise yeah. we have all the stuff post it's not even really the third end. Act. it's like a or the pre- coda the coda but like that stuff is not there and well, i think maybe all of yeah. that sort of time the we're, through we're line of, of, sure, yeah. of Willy Wonka's but history just to remind because us this is a 15 minutes longer I just checked this is 15 minutes longer right. than the other because mm. we're, we're going we're still discussing the titular role yeah yeah yeah, yeah we are so Charlie and the Cho- Chocolate Factory like personally I'd like to swap them you know yes. the 70s version Charlie and the Chocolate sure. Factory in this, this version um, maybe this is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, factory. Um, if you have the option then yes. so, sorry to you the good doctor yeah. Yes. Yeah. Freddie Highmore yeah. who was in Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp. Yes. And was suggested. And Kate Winslet. 
All right. Thank She's you. not relevant to this no, situation. Exactly. She is not in this film. <laughs> um, but don't write her out. Put some respect. And was suggested reader. to Tim Burton by Johnny Depp. Yeah. Based on that, that. Honestly, what... Uh, like, you know, as much as we, we say, oh, Freddie, kid face, you know, he's commonly... Good, no. We, like, he has made a career on playing people that have kid faces. Norman huh? Bates, yeah. he, has, he has established Bates Motel with yeah. Vera Farmiga, kid face. And also, I feel like Freddie Highmore was the iconic child male actor of that time mm. to, uh, you know, opposite Dakota Fanning's female... Well, Dakota mm. Fanning was the... Yeah. yeah. Um, premier child star of that time, but I feel like if you're talking male, yeah. Oh look, I wanted to be him. Freddie Highmore was the name on everybody's lips. And when he cries on that park bench with Johnny Depp, and he's like, "I just, Mm. I love Peter Pan, and I'm so sad about my mum who's dying." Then Johnny's like, "It's all right, kid. Can't remember what acting he's doing, but it's it's beautiful. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and child acting is hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the verdict. We'll swap around. Swap around. Yeah. Great. Well, it's time to talk about it's time to talk about the bottles of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, what do we like about this? The confections. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I see okay. what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the set design, the production design. Right? Yeah, I I love this this um, expanded world. Just because it's just like it's candy. It's literally candy for mm. especially for as a young child. Mm. Um, you disagree, Cass? I'm going to be controversial yeah. on the front. Oh. I don't think the production design as a whole is bad. I like really like, I like Charlie the Bucket's house. Like the fact that it's like completely yeah. slanted on the side. Mm. That's really cool. Mm. I like even just the image of that the, the dentist's like place has randomly been transplanted into the middle yeah, of like it's, a snowy. It's, it's like one sort of like row house that's been like detached nice, from all the nice other rows. And you're like, detail. what the fuck is happening? Yeah. That's cool. Um, one thing that I, I think because it is very like, CG and it's this 2005 era obviously it's of the time yeah. Yeah. the stuff inside the factory I think always felt very plasticky mm. to me mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that I, I think when watching it it felt less like an actual candy lit. it felt less like edible than like mm. I wanted. Interesting. I think that's like it felt more sort of like yeah. I, I kind of like it because it looks artificial and that's like empty calories. To but that's me. the thing: Just the artificiality like... didn't really jibe for me with like delicious confectionery food that you can eat. Yeah. You know, like that's I think the I thing. Know. Yeah. Mm. I think I... like when they're eating stuff in the first major location with the waterfall and they we're like seeing them like tear stuff off and stuff it in their mouths mm. i was like oh cool i can see that that's practical yeah mm. yeah. yeah but As none of that stuff along. looked that yum to me like I wasn't super like I yeah interesting because I didn't a, feel hungry watching as, this film as a non-sweet person yes I famously yeah, prefer famously stand. prefers savouries yeah I'm I'm not a big sweet person either. yeah mm. I it all it all the chocolate disgusting. looks nice to me <laughs> and the candy looks nice to me in this film so this is the as I'm like that yeah. it doesn't look good to me and like yeah. I'm a sweets person but yeah. this is not this is not giving me like mm. you know it's not like the delight of like it's not giving me chocolate yeah, it's I not know. giving it's me chocolate. Well, it's, what a great it's not giving me it's, Grand Budapest Hotel like the macaron stuff. You know, I want to be Alfred Molina just yeah. hounding down on yeah, those chocolates. Yeah, I want to. not chocolate because yeah, chocolate gives me a different like vibe, like authentic kind of like homey, cozy. Mm. Whereas this to me is like it is, is the artificial theme park. So I yeah. like. 
Alejo pops, but you know. But yeah. 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 I think even like looking at the the seventies film, like there were the I, I wanted to eat the garden more in the seventies film than I want to eat here. So I, I want to right. eat the chocolate river more here. I was going to say that's the thing. The too, chocolate river is gross in the seventies. Always 70s, bothered me like about the seventies film. <laughs> is the river is here. <laughs> the river is so thin. It's like it's clearly just brown water. Like it's not. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the seventies film has more practical effects, like the yeah. hands and the stickers and stuff. But to me, it always just felt so felt so clamp clamped down. It just felt like so. It's on. It's very much in a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Whereas this was larger than life. Um, mm. So that's why, like, yeah. the production design. So there's the thing. I'm, I don't think it's like terrible production yeah. design, but I just think for me, I, when I'm thinking of a candy wonderland, I want yeah. it to to feel more edible. And like that was mm. something that I was I felt was I was missing in mm. this the sort of film's design. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. but definitely mm. like the bucket household is like so That's so cute. Cool. It's so kind cool. of just yeah. like askew and mm. like... Yeah. And I think like there's some very, you know, um the stylization of everything is is really fun. Like all of the other like candy stores with the where they're all stealing yeah. his ideas and we're seeing all of the different shops. Mm. And I... when we see uh, old grandpa Joe working in the candy store, like that kind of and even the toothpaste factory, like the stylization of that mm. is really cool. Yeah. I also really like Johnny Depp's look. Like as com- compared to like what the Gene Wilder look was, mm. it's so easy to kind of recreate that look, but he's so like odd looking. <laughs> it's so striking with the big glasses and then the the, the Anton Chigurh slash Dora <laughs> slash <laughs> <little> Bob <laughs> Lawrence Olivier yeah. <laughs> slash Natalie Portman and Leon Bob. It's just so odd. I always just found it fascinating because like, you know, we'll talk about the performance in a bit, but just like as a look, I'm just like, it's definitely not as iconic as the purple, mm. but I'm just like, at least they chose like a really good visual style for me. Yeah, it is. Makeup a... of it all. Yeah. yeah. It is a odd. choice. I don't it's know odd. what I think about yeah. it. I kind of bounce off it. Well, not even bounce. I just don't know what to think about it. I'm just yeah. like, what? what is the series of choices that went into like, this is our Wonka? Mm. I'm like, I don't get it, but I don't. Hate I, it? I think they're like leaning into the off kilter of it all. Yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. kind of like some a look that'll. And it's kind of well known that he like based his performance on like Michael Jackson and stuff. And... Which I think is again like yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the the performances. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the what the reference point was the costuming and the hairstyle though, but it's um, it's it is like I can't like iconic? I would say it's iconic. It's like semi iconic. Like, you memorable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the. Um, the performances of like the second the um, I think, secondary the, the, I think the, the kids. ensemble yeah, yeah. I think the kids and the, the parents the kids are great acting. really really like, good the kids Fantastic. blew the, the kids from the first film out of the water I yeah think. I think there's a much stronger like sort yeah. of take from each of those kids I, I love think. this but Violet Beauregard yeah mm. it's kind of just like hyper competitive I, I really like the rewriting of this yeah. character to give her a much more specific personality mm. than <laughs> yeah. like mm. I think yeah she is really just like a girl that likes chewing gum in the 70s one yeah um, yeah and that's like yeah but now she's a martial thing. artist whereas yeah. here it's like yeah that she's competitive and so the gum yeah. chewing it's is like, part I she's trying to like c- complete a gum and chewing record and it made her an icon honestly yeah her and her look yeah it's very 2000s her and her mom and oh, the, yeah. the matching couture. we love it mm. yeah. like the tracksuit yeah. matching and it's then they've got so the like silver good. puffer jacket yeah. over there yeah. <laughs> I really stuff. like uh, Veruca Salt as well. Oh, yes. like Veruca's her like daddy. Yeah, yeah, her like smile, her like immense privilege. Like her grit 
Richard Tate yeah. smile. Yeah. Is really the one strong. Who I thought was the most like the seventies version. Because I think sure. she is also pretty yeah. iconic. The seventies yeah, exactly. version yeah. as well. Yeah. But I think yeah, in in the seventies cast, I feel like you remember bits about them. But that's like the only one who I'm like, oh, the performance. Like I would say, is like a really strong performance yeah. of, the, of the other kids. Mm. Whereas here, I'm like, I think each of the kids were doing some really yeah, good stuff. Even like I Augustus, think Augustus, poor Augustus, who gets, gets not very much to not do. Paid dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought yeah, his like opening like meeting who uh, seeing him when he won maybe it's just like nice to hear like a really thick, thick german accent as yeah. well but Which like is just, yeah silly yeah um, are you calling him thick <laughs> yeah, there's there's other things i don't enjoy about that. Uh, but like his dad doing the sausages and stuff. yeah, yeah that's yeah. very nice yeah. yeah um and yeah i feel like mike tv they kind of also have a different take on yeah, like mike rather TV's than... updated for the new generation yeah so and, and he's it, kind of a smart yeah. ass and it he's kind like of the right attitude as yeah. well yeah and also like point you know kind of being that audience surrogate in terms of pointing out a number of different like inconsistencies or assistencies or things that don't make sense that are happening mm. in the factory which becomes like a running but i also i also like, think that um mike tv is is the thing that's aged the worst yeah yeah, yeah. that's true um in a way that the other ones because they're not sort of time specific technology yeah. mm. specific mm. hasn't necessarily aged in that way obviously in terms of our in terms of value set, um, perhaps, value set, but, yeah. how we I, view I, them, but yeah. but in terms of the actual like visual of it all, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I guess think spir- TV. spiritually, it's the same character because I feel like in the original one, he was just addicted to TV. Yeah, and, he's just like, a kid that liked TV. <laughs> yeah, but like violent TV, right? Like, yeah, well, but like cowboys. Yeah, 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 like he's yeah. like, yeah, I think he's introduced wearing like a yeah, cowboy hat, right, like the shooting one, toy yeah. guns at the yeah. TV screen. Yeah, I guess like. It's also kind of dated in terms of Dahl's take on it, but it's like... Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. there's a lot Dahl. to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. Rolled, like, rolled, rolled. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, what could be... What's an angle on Mike TV that feels a little bit more accurate? Like, so obsessed that he's not doing anything else? Or, like, I guess you would do VR nowadays and stuff like that. I don't know about VR. Like Maybe just, like, chronically online or something like mm. that. Like... Yeah. 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 2005, you'd already have like internet kid as opposed also, to TV. But, you know. No one is doing VR widespread these days, I think. No, yeah, no, no. Just, but no. just trying to think of like a, yeah, yeah, a take. Yeah. But and, honestly, and, and also, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a fault of the it's, film. It's, no. difficult it's just with that, the, you know, the, the, the nature is, of that character means yeah. it's going to date it, whether yeah. it's the 70s or whether it's 2005. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I just have to say, all of these characters are iconic. All of these kids, <laughs> Mike TV, Violet Beauregard, um, Rukas Salt, Salt, and Augustus Gloop. Great you are, names. You are the characters Hall of Fame. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. they, I, you remember them. Yeah. Like, for all time. Name you know the five. Trash? Exactly. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa yeah, Joe. Grandpa Joe is trash. I used to be in a Facebook group called I Hate Grandpa Joe. <laughs> so, explain, explain this to me because I quite like Grandpa Joe. So Grandpa Joe, oh, well, this was about he specifically the pointless. 70s. Oh, where but he like, takes the thing. We're right? like, well, yeah, firstly, in the 70s one, he's the one who's encouraging Charlie to steal the fizzy lofting drink. It's his yeah, bad influence. Exactly. He also, like, clearly could get out of bed. Yep. Like, both of the Grandpa Joes, they're not helping around the house. They're making he these, they're, they're getting weighted on hand and foot. And then, like, a as soon as he gets a chance to go to the, to the chocolate factory for free, he's up out of bed, jumping around. He's chronically depressed, isn't he? No. 
It's no, true. they all seem down. I don't no, know. He's like, just, oh yeah, he's because old. they're, they're poor and cold. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe if you, you know, went out and got a job and helped like earn some money for the family he's instead of mooching off your daughter. No, like... he's think, he, all he wants in life is to go back to the place where he worked <laughs> for fun, to have a look for around. Fun. So him working at the factory is that is Anna, that right? I think isn't originally canon. I, I think that's know. just from this. I think that's something that happened. I think right. they just had to, they edited it into so that they could have some like flashback stuff into mm, yeah. like how people know about I will say Boy that Walker. flashback into like Grandpa Joe working at the factory and he said it was like years ago it was many, many I was a much younger man and then it's the exact <laughs> same looks, actor he looks possibly older he does really good visual <laughs> gag yeah, really gag. funny um, and there's some good visual gags in this film I think as well to like, defend yeah. Grandpa Joe so <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Joe hey my version the 70s version I feel like he's this like cheeky little like anarchic like let's just do that like oh my gosh he's a bad influence cool. on Charlie he's an inner child <laughs> You know, he's the I, I, Alpha yeah. and Omega. Like, sure. if Charlie's the good version, then Grandpa Joe's like, why don't we See, fuck I'm, shit up? He's I'm, the ne- I'm neutral on Grandpa Joe, but I did, like... My, my issue is that in this film, yeah, yeah. he is not functional as a character. Yeah. In this, in this film, he's not a good thing. character. Yeah. Yeah. Used so poorly. Yeah. Give us nothing, girl. Like, like, like w- once they head mm. towards the factory, like, once they've got the ticket... Basically, he's, Grandpa yeah. Joe may as well not nothing. be there. And yeah. this actor, is, I think it's David Kelly. Is yeah. Yes, right? he's yes. wonderful. Exactly. Like, he is in Waking Ned Divine. He is so funny. Yeah. And, like, he's got the goods. Like, give him some shit to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, Just, he, no. his big dream is to go back to the factory. And then when he's there, does not, nothing. Does nothing. Yeah. Because the factory. <laughs> obviously, the fizzy lifting drink and all of that stuff yeah. is gone. It's gone. From yeah. this version. And so there there's is no function for Grandpa Joe. But there's that. also the other thing that's gone that's a major thing is the Slugworth plotline. Oh, yes. It, is there a wee bit? It's a tiny bit. Like yeah. they talk oh. about that's the reason the why test, the, 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 the factory test. closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the whole thing is there is this test of that Slugworth has tried to p- approach yeah. each of these golden ticket holders and say like, oh, if you spy. steal the Everlasting yeah. Gobstopper mm. for me, then I will pay, pay you. you. Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And so like all of the other kids are planning to do that and then are stopped because of the I untimely also, deaths apparently in the series version what? and then Charlie decides uh, uh, not to do it and to be and to, to keep the secret for Willy Wonka at the end and that's the thing that proves his loyalty yeah. that, that whole plot line I just isn't have to well we've say, got some spy stuff but it's not yeah. like a major uh, part of yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just have to say Slugworth was not being subtle in that film like, <laughs> I swear he was there oh in this film long. Yeah. no no in that in the old film oh yeah he's like, like on the broadcast yeah, he's oh, like in the corner of the frame on TV like whispering also, he always looked like Christopher Lloyd to me and then I found out he wasn't Christopher Lloyd to yeah. some random German some actor yeah <laughs> so angry yeah. anti-Germany yeah. <laughs> yeah I um so I remember watching this movie and one of my bugbears when I first saw it was the songs and I was like oh, oh my not God. my songs and actually watching it this time around I think the songs hold up. Yeah. They are True. fucking like, bangers. They're Let not the songs they are so good. from the 70s, but they are good. <laughs> True, take us through the songs. Yeah. I, okay. So it's a Danny Elfman score and... Performance. Performance. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it is wonderful. <laughs> uh, All performed by the Oompa Loompas. Y- yes, so uh, not by those actors, but but supposedly yeah. So so Deep Roy, who plays was, all the Oompa Loompas, yeah, yeah. So is uh, reproduced in mass number. Mm. Um, yeah, Danny Elfman's score is 
classic Danny Elfman. It mm. fuels mm. Tim Burton. Mm. It's the same words that Roald Dahl had in mm. the, the book, book. Yeah. Um, that are just taken to a wild degree. And, and, and so much of it really is the kind of visual comedy of all oh, of it. So good. Of I, Deep Roy's performance as well. One um, thing I think would, like, just to, to, to make these songs slightly better, because I agree that I think that the composition and, like, the way that they're done in the film is really good. Mm. I, I don't think Roald Dahl's, like, little lyrics yeah. are that no. are particularly strong. No, and no in they're fact, terrible. Because they're quite bad. Yeah. They're and terrible. they also, like, that, that because they're using these verbatim lyrics, yeah. it can sometimes, like have difficulty with when they've tried to update plot lines yeah, like yeah. the yeah. fact that Violet Beauregard's song is just about how she chews gum too much as opposed <laughs> to like that she's too competitive and yeah. like th- sees everything as something to win instead of like to enjoy the ride or whatever yeah. her character is supposed to be teaching us um yeah instead like the song therefore has to be all about how she chews gum too much oh yeah don't, um, don't get me wrong so I'm like the, I the wish that they I wish they had kept the same energy of the composition and the like mm. styling of the dancing and just written new lyrics yeah. instead of just trying to like, I can see why they're like oh we want to stick to the classic blah 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 yeah. but mm. I think they would have also helped us get more of like a chorus structure yeah. as well maybe make it a bit sure. more memorable than maybe. just like a big long poem I like, think that would work maybe if Violet was just like sticking the gum on like random places and just like <laughs> Yeah, it was more about one. that she yeah. like yeah is leaving gum on places. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but She's I mean behind her ear a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Gross. what songs do we have? We have Augustus. Well, well like here's the, the we have four. Kind of we have music. each of the each of the four. Yeah. yeah, like as we're like swooping in and like going around the chocolate factory, it's it's kind of blasting. I, so 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 the first song we get mm. is the um the weird animatronic puppet. Yes, is the Willy Wonka yeah. amazing chocolate The welcome to do. Welcome to do Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah, shriek vibes. That catches on fire. Yeah, which yeah. leads to the best joke in the the film, which is when they're later on, much later on, going through the hospital on the great glass elevator, oh. and they go through mm. the uh, recently built <laughs> doll hospital. <laughs> for, the burn unit, the intensive yeah, yeah. care burn unit Puppet for, for puppets. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, very good joke. <laughs> uh, so the Augustus one is kind of like a. It's quite percussion kind of yeah. based. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like one a. Is also great because you don't expect like if you watched this coming in, you'd like. Well, you've got you've yeah. had forty minutes without yeah. any musical. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and then this comes so in. you're not expecting, you know, and you a see full the choreography song. and like nods to like you know mm. the Esther Williams films of them mm. like going synchronized yeah. swimming, synchronized swimming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get the second one, the the violet, violet um, yeah. one, which is a bit more kind of like they've got like space techno, sort of techno like idea. yeah, mm. yeah. My favorite is the Veruca Salt one. Yeah, musically, like, I think that's the best yeah, one. That's it's really just fun. musically yeah. so good, and also yeah. just like evokes that kind of like San Francisco vibe. Yeah, like. it's very like hippie. Yeah, <laughs> like I, the you sunshine. Were like, okay, solar power. Yeah, yeah. 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 and the way they staged it as well was really. Mm really cool like that and uh, but the Mike TV one has the best visual gags obviously mm. yeah but I think musically it's the worst oh it's the worst for sure I, I'm trying to think of it and I can't it's, remember it's it immediately one. oh yeah. it's yeah. the rock right. one yeah. but they have the best visual gags like sort of Mike, prog rock as Mike, well yeah yeah so Mike going through like the, the TV where yeah like that's the news, right all the, they news, keep changing the channel to yeah, different right. things what's the newsreader yeah. psycho like the Gordon Ramsay kind of chef and also just like the two people doing rock and oh. sock and robots mm. yes. oh, yeah. and then yes. the Beatles show up 
the Beatles shop and they do also kind of like a performance like I, like kind of like the darkness at this yeah, time like, like an 80s yeah, yeah, the kind ice, of situation the, the Blades of Glory costumes yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should do for this part actually oh yeah, yeah. that's a good that's a good call from X back yeah yeah um, anyway, um, but I love the, the songs, tunes. yeah, and yeah. the score as well is really, really cool. Yeah, mm. I mean, it is that thing of like we were talking about, there's that weird coda, which means that like the first 45 minutes is mm. no songs, mm. then it's mm. a musical, yeah, and then it's, then it's no more songs, another half hour of <laughs> no songs, random yeah. Christopher Lee shit. Like, yeah. yeah, I will say about the Danny Elfman scores, we don't get comedic scores like that anymore. No. Like mm, in mm. the 90s, if it was a romantic comedy or just like a caper or something, there's like a light kind of score that's kind of just like a light motif that c- yeah. keeps the things moving along. Mm. We don't really get that kind of score anymore. It's just like, mm. it's for dramatic films. You don't really yeah. get comedic mm. scores m- much these days, which yeah. is a shame. It's a lost art, just yeah. like Coyote versus Acme, which I'll never <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> Well, we've covered a lot of the positives. Yeah. Is there any any other things people particularly liked about the film before we? Yeah, you mentioned Deep Roy's performance. Mm. We'll talk about that more. But I do really like the um the the deadpan, the comedy that he couldn't take there when when he can. For me, the first time I saw it, and again, I'm not sure where I sit on it now. I was annoyed that they were all just one actor and it was reproduced. I liked the individuality of all the different Oompa-Loompas. Mm. I'm not sure where I sit with it now, um, but I remember that was a big sticking point for me. I was Can like, oh. I just say, whoever's vision it was to make the Oompa-Loompas orange with green hair, they really snap because that... It's is iconic! For, that's forever burned in my yeah. memory. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I guess you have... I'll a... have what she's having. Well, I think in the book, they are just implied to just be African. Like, it's just like... Oh, well, it's, they, I think they that's edge full, towards like, that yeah. in this Because what um, are, are the munchkins in Wizard of Oz? Just, I don't know. They're, they're just white people. They're just white people. They just got costumes. No, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, they're just They're just um, white people with, like, plasticky hair. Costume, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a plasticky hair, maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Right, but the orange face is a... Uh... Yeah. yeah, it's good to kind of go against Dahl's choices sometimes. Oh, yeah, I think even in the 70s, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do pygmies from Africa, as it oh. says in the book. When did because, he, uh, you know when he wrote Challenge of Africa? 60s, early 60s? I would 60s? assume 60s, 60s, I would say. Yeah. Because it's got a very 60s Fantastic feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, TV was enough of an annoyance that yeah. he was annoyed about the kids also, watching it. Also, Mike yeah. TV in the name Hall of what Fame. What a name. <laughs> Well, it's T E E V E. I think it's T E A V E A in this. Is it? At least in, in this, this one. one. But they, in the, then again, the captions, uh, the captions yeah. maybe were not legally credited, <laughs> so they could be wrong. Um, but um, it's just so it's so stupid. It's such a dumb. Name. It comes back around, Julie funny to me. When it was Mike TV. Uh, Right, you've you've um, used all your creativity on Violet Beauregard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mike's TV. Violet Beauregard, I will always think, is the inspiration for Violet Baudelaire. Baudelaire. Yeah. And Rick Assault obviously like named a like punk band in the nineties. Mm. So, mm. you know. Yeah. Iconic names. Great. And Gloop. Gwyneth Potter. It's cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um well. We're running at about an hour 11 or so. So should we get to some bananas or um, savoury? Trash. Okay. (laughs) Um, Right. Johnny Depp, obviously a trash guy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Trash man. So having to see him in this film... 
it's interesting. Not so intense. Yeah, because I don't know how I reacted when I was younger. Because they're withholding him. It's like Jaws, right? You don't see the shark for a while. Yeah, there's quite a while before we see him. Like, I, he's always afraid. They like to build up shadows. anticipation. I have yeah. to say, his like, entrance... It was not as iconic as Gene Wilder's Oh, it's fake. such an iconic entrance it's in so the original good. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but, and I think my main, I mean, aside of the Johnny Depp person, all, yeah. <laughs> um, my main issue with it is I'm not scared of him. There is something I'm a, threatening I'm a about li- Gene, Gene Wilder I'm a in a way disturbed. that's unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. Whereas his unpredictability is. His unpredictability feels a bit too hashtag random. Bit, yeah. And a bit like, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a yeah. little disturbed by him, but like... Oh, I'm disturbed yeah, by him, but, but I'm it's not... It's because he's also know. like basing his performance I think, yeah, on our idea of Michael Jackson. He's disturbing yeah. in a pedophile-coded yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to disturbing in a like psycho-coded yeah. way, which is kind of Gene no. Wilder's thing. Mm. But I also think um, it's in a knowing kind yeah. of way. Yeah. yeah. In a... I, yeah. Yeah. He is yeah. wanting yeah. you to think, oh, I'm a bit I, creepy, aren't I? I, I do yeah, appreciate yeah. that it's a, a different take to what Gene Wilder was doing. Mm. I've got an impression. It's not, it's not a, like a a specifically like successful one. Like it's, yeah. it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. With, with Gene, yeah. it's closer the, to, to him. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. not obviously not Gene Wilder, but like in this one, it's like as you're saying, like this isn't me. Like this is I'm a bundle of on a tics. Character. It's a silly mm. accent. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know. a lot of that sort of stuff mm. yeah and so that's why when i'm watching it i'm like it's kind of interesting to watch but it doesn't really cohere into yeah. like the I, story I, yeah the thing is, i don't necessarily think he was badly cast for a remake because i'm just thinking about who could play this role back then and i don't yeah. know who Particularly else I would 2004 cast. 2005 yeah, yeah. Mm. so i don't think it's bad casting but maybe the take is weird yeah i think there's also <laughs> because charlie fades into the background so much like mm-hmm. it's quite difficult to have a character that's as alienating as this performance is as mm. kind of our like lead character for so much of this film well, all the factory section and i'm like i'm not yeah like i'm not weird. vibing with you but it's i also, also don't have anybody else that i can like have as my point of view character yeah yeah, yeah. It's you know weird because they're trying to like make us care about him because yeah exactly we're supposed to like him but we're not supposed to he's supposed to be this figure who's like yeah. kind of unknowable and that's i think what like works in the 70s part. is like you charlie yeah. is kind of your character that you're supposed to like yeah, and Willy Wonka yeah. is this wild card we don't know whether he's safe or dangerous if he's a good person that's pretending to be a bad yeah. guy or a bad guy mm. pretending to be you know you know I don't know, and this might be a, I don't know if it's relevant or not, but like in terms of our relationship, well, society's relationship with Michael Jackson at that point, maybe at that time we were more like, oh, well, what a strange but fascinating genius. Whereas nowadays, like with more information. Depending on on person, yeah. Yeah, depending um, on person. There was definitely a lot more sort of like. I'm not sure in terms of like. Yeah. We can see that kind of link. Yeah. 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 um, It's still contentious, our relationship with Yeah, exactly. Everyone has a. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I think it, because we, it is, the film really does set us up to be like, oh, we're supposed to like and care about Willy Wonka. And, and I, I don't. I, I, don't. I, don't. I just find him weird they, and alienating. They do so much legwork to try and make you like him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of this backstory that we're given, the Christopher Lee of it all, mm. like it, it, mm. everything that they add in there is supposed to give us a more rounded view of this. And yeah. yet it, yeah. he's I, just. Strange. It doesn't work. I do wonder, though, because we are watching this in 2023. If in two thousand and five you just saw Johnny Depp and was like, your oh, I like reaction that was guy. positive, yeah. right? Like, I think it, so. it immediately sure. engenders like a positive reaction. Right. Whereas now it's you kind of like, yeah. well, him well, like bumping into um, 
his glass elevator was like as Drew was saying it's like they led with that in the trailer oh yeah. and now it doesn't really kind of land it's kind of a dumb joke but like if you feel a connection to that actor it's like yeah but, you know yeah. um also, I think that Charlie has nowhere to grow. Like, he doesn't learn he anything. He doesn't do anything. I don't yeah. give a fuck about him either. Like, and, just, well, yeah. the thing is, like, if he has a connection with Wonka that is more deeper than just, like, surface level, if they're, like, as they're walking around the chocolate factory and learning off each other or, like, they're teaching each other things, like, then that I might feel more of a connection. But it's only Wonka that has to grow. He has to yeah. learn that actually family is important and it's okay to let people mm. into your life. But it's like, but Charlie's my protagonist. Like he's meant to be. But in well, this, it's I called think... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, well, they've, they've done and, the titling. And I so... think that's the the thing as well. Like Charlie historically has like a really good relationship with Grandpa Joe. Mm. And yes, that's there in this film. But like, but it's in the it beginning section. Like and once we get into the factory, we don't mm. see them as a yeah, team. We don't see them sort of chatting to each other so about even, what's no. happening with the other so, kids. So, so, we don't see. Yeah. You know... So even that emotional like relationship yeah. isn't hitting for yeah. me. Like. Because the main takeaway is, like, how to be a good person, right? Yeah. Like, I guess. Like, of of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because, generally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. how to be a, a This is a deserving boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. Which has a whole myriad of, like, problems, because mm. who Dal thinks is undeserving is... <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Um, but functionally, Charlie doesn't have any agency within the conflict. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, all of the problems are placed on him basically don't shift the whole movie you're poor yeah. and you won a golden ticket like like, like he didn't mm. actually do anything active yeah. to make any of those things happen yeah and the resolution is now you've got a big factory yeah i gotta yeah. say I guess this the guy doesn't active, want i guess the only active thing he does is tell him to reunite with his dad yeah like, he doesn't even really Not do really. that like yeah. yeah he has that nice scene where he does say like you know like i can sell my golden ticket for 500 dollars or more which like... i did like as a little moment yeah, of like nice, you know yeah. rather than i should go but i will say Charlie Bucket, not in the character's Hall of Fame for me. The other four <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. He is not. I'm sorry, yeah. Charlie. Plain, plain boy. Yeah, just, yeah. And this is kind of like a, a, like one of my kind of problems with the, the, the whole story itself is that like, why is the tickets just spread like to three countries. Should we just talk about the story? Now? Yeah. Let's have some, some roll dial. Just like, yeah, it's a dial corner. Let's have a little roll dial corner. What the- Three <laughs> countries, all of them white. Like it's yeah. Uh, well, I'm okay. quite glad Roald Dahl didn't have any yes, white yes. people but in also it just, because I think it would have not been handled yeah. well, very well. Yes, exactly. But, but, uh, that, if we, that's anything to go by. But I'm surprised <laughs> even in 2005 they just made all the kids white. You yes. know, like yeah. no, that's uh, yeah. mind blowing to me. But you know, Roald Dahl in general has some. Um, Interesting views as yes. a person. A raging anti-Semite. Oh, he's An absolute racist. One of the worst yeah. people, honestly. Yeah. Um, and also just clearly hates children. Like, oh, this is a oh, book all about a guy who children. actively hates children. Actively like, hates all children. the things that he hates about, like, you know, they've tried to interpret this into, like, oh, being, you know... Uh, too gluttonous or too like you know uh, too spoiled or whatever but like actually the things he hates is he hates how children always watch TV he hates how they always chew gum he hates how they're so fat and he particularly how they're so fat the child that he wants is like a dutiful boy that does what he's yeah a dutiful good boy that does yeah yeah. and he's so boring that boy is so boring Yeah. yeah 
Like, I would spend, as spoiled as the other kids are, I'd spend a day with any of them. Like, at least they'd be fun. pretty funny. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, and it makes you think that Roald Dahl identifies with Willy Wonka. Sure, mm. yeah. Right? That's his avatar. Yeah. The, yeah, he's um, like, oh, I wish I could throw these kids and in I a think, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> in, in another way, Tim Burton's avatar as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because it's like, he, because we should talk about the Christopher Lee stuff that he's added in. Like, yes. they give Wonka a flashback where he is like the son of a dentist called Wilbur Wonka. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't allowed chocolate because his dad hated <laughs> hated yeah. chocolate sweets. And, and then he um, had some and decided to run away from home to become a chocolatier, yeah. basically. And, and his, had a bad relationship with his dad who hated sweets. And his dad okay. is played by Christopher Lee, who yeah. is a living legend, you know, Dracula mm. himself. And um, as we were watching, so um, yeah. yeah, doing doing not much here. Can't he's he's here, yeah. you know. I think he gets one good scene where um, Wilbur and, Wonka, Lord Summer Isle <laughs> himself, yeah. <laughs> Andrew was like doing the lines as he said it, like you know, yeah. caramels and chocolates and stuff. I think that scene's pretty fun, but like just the whole plot of him realizing after he tries to give the chocolate factory, Charlie doesn't want it, and then he needs to reconnect with his dad. It just feels very, like, tacked on at the end, yeah. like, horrendously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's from the same thing as... It feels like people doing a dark, gritty interpretation of a fairy tale, even though it's not what it is. That's, it, like, it, the same vibe so. it gives to me, it, of, like, unnecessary backstory yeah, and motivation yeah, yeah, for something that doesn't need it, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like the original movie felt a little bit more dangerous, you know, than, yeah. this, mm. than this thing. Well, an adult <laughs> yells at a kid, like yeah, yeah, him being yeah. like, yeah. you know, you fucked up. Like, and then he has to, like, learn, verbatum. like... Verbatum? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good like, day, sir. Gene goes in for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good His day, face sir. goes so yeah. red. And you're like, wow, you an adult... nothing. Yeah, like, I found yeah. it quite shocking. Like, an adult is yelling at this kid, and then he has to learn, like, as in a child or whatever. Um... Which I like that. Well, the it's thing about is, like, Willy Wonka doesn't learn anything no. in the 70s one. He is a strange, unknowable force. Yeah. Isn't there something where he's like. Charlie proves his loyalty to Willy Wonka by, by, by returning, back the gobstopper, by returning right? the gobstopper. Yeah. Oh, I see. So Willy Wonka learns nothing in the 70s version, he, but I don't mind that because he's not our protagonist. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of a weird, strange kind of, force, yeah. and that's kind of just yeah, how not, it is. It's not weird. Antagonist, yeah. But, but they, they just so, so desperately want him to be the protagonist in yes. this film, but yet they also want us to think that Charlie is. Yeah, it's like they swap the halfway like, through. Like, it, like They sort of decide, okay, we're done with Charlie's story once he gets to the factory. Now we're switch over to Willy Wonka's story. So Maybe. you sort of feel lukewarm on it all. Yeah. Maybe this should have just been called Wonka. You know. <laughs> Maybe they're making a good decision. Just called the Chocolate Factory the chocolate and some people. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, Timmy, The Chocolate Factory and Augustus fan. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's just not giving in that trailer. Well, it's a complex <laughs> character and yeah. it doesn't look like they're going for the complexity. Who uh, asked for this? Nobody wanted it. Who no. asked for it? Like... Well, yeah, who asked for it in the 2005 one as well? I don't know. Is it is it a... Uh, does it have its place? I guess, as you're saying, this is a complicated thing about Dahl's legacy. Like, he has created these iconic characters, but then mm. what comes with it is, I think... Because... Oh, great. Someone's mouth <laughs> right now. Yeah. All the difficulties. Okay, it's just a one-off Put on the cut. weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he has all these iconic characters, but then mm. I feel like even in 2005, we weren't as kind of 
at least I wasn't conscious of how yikes Dahl was. Well, Definitely mm, wasn't. No, well, I, I mean, I we, we like, were children, well, so yeah, we to, probably to didn't really know. To this day, I feel like a lot of people still don't know how terrible he is, you know? Like, it's just not in mm. your face because he's already gone, you know? Mm, it's not mm. like J.K. Rowling. Where he's, like, where releasing new statements prison. out yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, imagine if he was releasing statements now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the transphobia and yeah. misogyny. Yeah. Oh, the racism that will be coming out on his Twitter. All over on Twitter. And speaking of racism should we talk about the umpalumpus problem oh yeah i think the assent there's an essential issue with if you're both trying to say that the umpalumpus are a race of people which they make very explicit in this book like they they, they kind of keep it pretty ambiguous in the like what their identity is if they're even like you know like if they're even human in the 70s it's like are they weird aliens we don't know Homeland. But here we see it's very explicit. We take it straight from the book. They're from the land of Lumpaland. They are the indigenous people of that land, yeah. um, and they have been brought here to live in the factory and work there, presumably unpaid. To, uh, well, they get paid in cocoa. Get paid in cocoa, which is their <laughs> which most fun thing. Which they yeah. worship in a like tribal ceremony where they dress as cocoa beans. The one, the main um, one dancing had a cocoa bean on their head, right? Yeah, which. And I think there's also, like, an essential issue with doing the whole Deep Roy plays all of the characters thing. If you're saying that this is a culture of people, like, that they all are one guy. Yeah. Like, that's, are you saying, like, oh, they all, like, they all look this, they're all, like, uh, they're indistinguishable from each other. They all are all, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which which back then was the joke, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, it's so funny because they're so indistinguishable from each other. But I'm, like, but but like you can't really go with that and also say like but this is <laughs> a culture of people that live here like yeah. well I don't and know. also the introduction of oh. their backstory is yes. Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka literally like hacking through yeah a and jungle. his explorer mm. pith helmet you yeah. know yeah. Um, and then he communicates through like a version of a, uh, American Sign Language, and then also like, yeah, it's like oh, it's just like sort like, of silly, yeah, silly, called, yeah. silly but, but like, in a, and then like, I think like it was fart like a fart noises. Thing. First like, thought, kind it's of so like jokes, like, like dated yeah. jokes to do yeah. it, but like, it's it's, it's very yikes. In, it's in really theory, yikes. they consent to going theory, and working at yeah. But if they are a nation but, of people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of diff- apparently, yeah. But again, that but they're all interchangeable decide. in this yeah. particular way. The film yeah. is that they have one mind. There is no sense that they are people indistinguished, you know, like yeah. Yeah. from each other, you know. Hey, mind, but they yeah. they, they, they can, a single they can mind. sure write a melody yeah. and perform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess Deep Roy is literally one of only two, three, four people of color in this. Yeah, film. we we counted the others. Uh, are <laughs> yeah. man that owns the corner shop where yeah. Charlie gets a, a chocolate bar. Yeah. Tells him to run home, not get the ticket to anyone. He doesn't even yep. sing Candyman. He doesn't sing Candyman. <laughs> he doesn't get that. Doesn't get the song. <laughs> Um, and then uh, uh, a Indian couple yeah. from uh, that, yeah, that get oh, one could have built them a chocolate palace. Yes, yeah. yes. I wrote down his name, um, Prince, um, Prince Pondicherry. Oh, oh yeah, Prince Pondicherry. Yeah. Um, which, and I'm sure that was dealt with sensitively yeah. in the book. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which he like. Wonka is commissioned to like build a um, a temple out of chocolate and then yeah, it melts. a palace out of chocolate. Palace out of chocolate. Mm. Um, and then it melts, and they're like, what? And I it's thought that like, was. 
Sure. I think it was fine. It just, yeah. to me, the big problem was like, why wasn't it melting like during construction? I was just like, I don't know if we need if we need this. Scene. Yeah, my, my, it wasn't cheap. cheap. What did it achieve? Doesn't really achieve very much. Yeah, it kind of just like um, builds the legend of Wonka. You know, yeah. like that's kind of like what yeah. it is. But and more yeah. of the yeah. kind of spectacle of yeah. great extravagant visuals that yeah maybe the seventies yeah. couldn't yeah. deliver as much. It was nice to see the squirrels in this version though, because that was in the book. Yeah, it's, the golden it's goose, goose that the, like golden eggs yeah, in the um seventies. Um, famously, I, I think squirrels are cuter than than geese because yeah, I don't like yeah. birds. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I was, there was a moment where I was, I was like, "Are they gonna like sink their teeth into?" <laughs> oh, there was a freaky moment where her handsmen were being pinned down, and like it was kind of like the tree scene from like Evil Dead, where she was like, "I was like hand, hand." But also, and just I was like, like Jesus, that was the most horrific for me because just like an army of squirrels attacking yeah. you, that feels very real life to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you know Violet being CGI blob, <laughs> like that was interesting. Well, well no. We must talk about the fact that the CGI it's has bad. not aged well. Look, I think it's it's of the time. Exactly, it's of its exactly. That, I don't blame I think, the yeah. film. I didn't yeah. find yeah. it distractingly bad. I think the oh, that blueberry, are, I think the blueberry one is. I think the squirrels are fine. It was the blueberry. But the squirrels you're saying are partially, partially like real. live action squirrels, oh, yeah. right? Yes, so yes, that's yes. yeah. Um, I wrote some notes. Um, okay. Just that we've mostly covered them. Johnny gets uh, a credit before the film's title, um, so kind of shows how big he is. Yeah. Um, we have another grandfather um, who has some great killer lines. Can't remember oh, his name. Grandpa George. Grandpa George. George. Yeah. Says oh, yeah. when Augustus Gloop shows up on their telly, he says, "Told you to be a porker," which we yeah, all thought we was like, just so so unnecessarily mean. He's so out of pocket. Like, so out of nowhere. I was so gonna say though, the the grandparents I feel like are more of a presence in this film or at least the other yeah. the other three uh, do yeah. a little like, bit more like mm. presence. Um, when the Charlie as well. yeah, yeah the dad definitely is present yeah. yeah when Charlie makes a pretty sensible offer around like why don't I sell this golden ticket someone offered me 500 bucks I mm. bet I could get more um, let me sell it <laughs> the grandpa George goes like uh, this opportunity only comes once in a lifetime and ends with his big inspiring monologue to Charlie with are you a dummy um, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm just gonna da-da-da. bully my grandson also, into also, <laughs> Charlie's right yeah, yeah. no sell it's, the it's ticket like yeah. his family is destitute this would be a pretty good idea if Charlie wasn't who Charlie is yeah he'd be a massive blueberry or something yeah, like, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. well I mean Charlie was obsessed with that factory he did like build like those bottle caps yeah, he of oh. those bottle caps. Mm. Which doesn't which, really come back. Which also to me, justice for, for Mr. Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I feel he like they really should have. Mr. Bucket should have got to go to the factory. Absolutely. He was the better parent. He's Grandpa Joe. Grandpa like, Joe is a absolute yeah. flop. I want to see his like mini set designs come back somehow. You yeah. know? Like yeah. no. maybe he designs a new Wonka factory. I guess that's what he's going to do. Um and then also glass is good. Glasses on the Mike TV section, I think, are pretty Oh iconic. yes. Good oh, yeah. good yeah. glassware yeah. spectacles. Like, kind of like fly inspired. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Big eyes. Mod. Mod. Yeah. 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 Was there anything more we wanted to talk about with this film? Just hated the the backstory. Hated all of the <laughs> hated yeah. The, hated yeah. the flashbacks. Hated it. Flashbacks, but I did like the different rooms that we mm. got to see that weren't mm. in the seventies version. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. cool. Like the mountain and the mountain of fudge. Yeah. The yeah. candy ca- candy floss sheep. The yeah. um yeah. 
Though I miss the uh, lickable wallpaper. I did. That was iconic. It is iconic. Mm. And they, <laughs> they mentioned that line, you know, you can lick a snozzleberry, which yeah. is... Uh, a snozzcumber. Do you know what really, like, shot up Roald Dahl's appeal? I think it was the illustrations by Quentin Blake, which oh, is yeah. so chaotic and mm. just, like, yeah. like scratchy and nuts. I remember um, as a child being like, how is he allowed to do illustrations? Because he's very bad at drawing. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to go to art school. I'm like, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's find out if this film is very good with our final segment, Bag or Biff. Bag or Biff. Right. Should we start with our guest? I think this film's terrible. Whoa. <laughs> and again, it was my suggestion. It's a film that I loved it's as a child. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's aged well for all of the reasons we've talked about. And I think that Johnny Depp's performance doesn't carry it enough to make that two-hour running time worth it. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. So it's a biff for me. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll jump in. We could go around the circle. Um, I think I remembered this film being absolutely terrible. On rewatch, there were actually more parts of it that were good, like the music, and like there were a couple of jokes that I was like, oh, it's pretty funny, and some design elements that I was like, actually pretty good. I don't think it's quite enough to get it over the fence mm. for me into, into bag territory, so I think it's still a biff, but it is, it's not as terrible as I remember, but still, still not like a good film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I remember strongly disliking this film. And similar to you, Cass, except mm. that I think on rewatch, this was enough to really sell it for me. Like, I think the set design, I think, um, like, I just really enjoyed those opening 15 to 20 minutes because you've got good kids, you've got good parents. We haven't really shouted out all of the parents. Good kids, of- mad city, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, and then... Uh, the classic structure of like going through it's like a slasher film which kid is going to get <laughs> yeah, that's true. final yeah. destination yeah. to be honest exactly. yeah. and there's definitely a horror cut of the the Wonka trailer sure like, yeah. Yeah. Poppins, but yeah. it's like the inherent structure of it strange it is as it is is compelling because I think the thing that Dahl was very good at is the darkness because he was a very dark individual himself and he wrote some very like messed up adult writing as well but like these kids getting offed and then i you know this cherry kind of rhyme at the end of them it's very strange and compelling and so yeah it's not a great film by any means and i don't really enjoy like that tacked on coda with christopher lee but like i think it's good enough i think you pop it on and it's like oh yeah and you watch it because it's um Tim Burton when he was really good and I think he's cooking off. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's mm. not full cooking, but he's cooking he's making an omelet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not the best omelet in the I world, but if, you can eat it. Yeah, I wonder if Wednesday's any good. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I haven't People watched. like it. So yeah. it's a bag for me. Interesting. Mm. Well, Roald Dahl, famously well, infamously maybe, I don't know, married to Patricia Neal, who was the lady in Breakfast oh, at Tiffany's. Yeah. yeah. Form a mixed bag. Mm. Um, how my memories betray us. <laughs> um, I remember really liking. Well, but not really. That's too much. I like. But this, this was your iconic. Yeah, I just retelling. you know like 
the factory was it for me. Mm. I was like, that's Disneyland. I want to lick every inch of the factory, every <laughs> nook and crevice. Um, and it's big for me being a savory person. I know. I'm like, as your tastes matured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there are things that I like. <laughs> terrible in this film like what is the backstory don't get it don't need it like the beauty about Willy Wonka is that he is just a figure that's just like chaotic uh, disarming disturbing unknowable Mm. we don't need this it makes him look dumb and feckless like yeah um, and also just the racism the lack of uh, thought into casting like Mm. all of these things uh Terrible. But I've watched worse films in this series. War Horse? Get out of here. (laughs) This was perfectly fine, and that factory still slaps. I'm feeling sweet today, so it's going to be a bag still. (laughs) Okay, you... I enjoyed it enough. I you heard it, it here, folks. You heard it here. This is a true mixed bag. bag. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. Doesn't and happen. Honestly, it only happens when we have a guest because we uh, need to have even more. But, <laughs> but probably the most surprising round of bags and best car. I didn't know what people were going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly. Oh, uh, uh, well. So good, that, good choice, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> that caps Charlie and the we, chocolate we factory. all look forward to Wonka, Wonka starring exactly. Timmy Chalamet. Oh yeah. my god, we all have yeah. to, we have to. With yeah, painted well, We have to. Congratulations <sighs> to the actors, now we can promote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Drew, is there anything that you've got going on, or anywhere we can check you out that or you'd like to shout you out? anything you want to promote. Yeah. Oh. Nothing. Maybe nothing. Nothing exciting to yeah. promote. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, uh, If when Drew is on stage uh, next, please go check him out. He's a terrific <laughs> actor. We've worked with you in the past on like homemade takeaways and the yes. aliens uh, and it's always uh, a pleasure to hang out and great to have you on the pod it's been yeah. wonderful thank you for having me yeah. yeah you're welcome to come back anytime yeah <laughs> if this was terrible don't tell us <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can follow us on Mixbag Pod on Mixbag Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or you can email us at uh, mixbagcontact at gmail Mm. Um, yeah, we are going to be we are fast heading towards the end of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're banking some more episodes. So yes. don't if our references are a little off, don't be mad. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Our humor never dates. Yeah. <laughs> never, famously. Um, and also you can find us on Letterboxd if you want to follow all yeah. of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Find yeah. us, uh, James Kane ninety two. Yeah, and you can find me and Cass. Yeah, I like that I'm the only one bold enough to (laughs) say my handle. Um, So yeah, let those jingle bells ring. Uh, Blast some Mariah Carey because it's coming. Brenda Lee, please. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah, Uh, but for now, that's That's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.